previously on the Infinite Escape Room. He brings out the Wraith Firebomb. Form of a Pelican. What the hell is going on with these dice? Cool guys, don't look at explosions. We're not competent adventurers. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals meet up, have a couple of cheeky drinks, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Jamie, your host for this week's plethora of puzzles, and this week I'm drinking a bottle of Hobgoblin Gold, which I bought purely because of the label, because it's got a cheeky little goblin on the front with a little axe which my camera blurs out so mike and laura can't see but you know what hobgoblin looks we're like we're very familiar with the it's our it's our camping tipple of choice it's it hobgoblin gold and it is it is delicious i need to drink it more often but i tend to go for the the slightly cheaper beers because i'm a tight ass i'm <laughs> <laughs> getting tesco's mate it's like four pounds for four tins and locked in with me today, we have... Hello, I am Mike, and I'm drinking an Otter Ale, which is from Devon, according to the bottle. That's right, all of Devon came together and they made a beer, and they decided to call it Otter Ale. Is this actually from a brewery, or is this just from all of Devon? Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, okay, according to the, this bottle, uh, so yeah, it's Otter Ale, and it was bottled by all of Devon, uh, which is probably why it's a classic award-winning ale, because so many people come together. To, to make it. And it's actually it's quite nice. It's a sort of a standard uh, British ale. Uh, it's quite tasty. It's uh, got a sort of meaty fruitiness to it. It's quite dark, but it doesn't taste of grass and piss, which a lot of English ales do. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I, I ring endorsement. I know. I, I said ten out of ten out of um, fifteen would support this ale. <laughs> so this is one of the few examples where communism does actually work because the entirety of a county has come together to make a delicious beer. Yeah, to make a to make a what. Well, to make a, a good beer in a bad category of beer, because unfortunately most English ales are terrible. <laughs> this is a good. This is a, this is a good English ale, which is you know already cursed as a genre. So top of the shit list, effectively. Yeah, yeah, almost almost like winning Eurovision. <laughs> it's like you're the best, but overall, hey, 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 it's not winning, great winning Eurovision is like being the best at being amazing <laughs> because Eurovision is so good. Love Eurovision. And this year's in particular was absolutely... It was very good fun. I, I, I surprised myself with how much I didn't hate the, uh, the British entry for a change because we are normally awful and this year we were not. We, we actually made an effort. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the friendliest guy in the world to be our guy as well. He's got this kind of, he's got this sort of grin that you see on all of the things. And I can't help but look at it and not think rictus. It's got a certain <laughs> kind of like, you know, embalmed quality to it. Like it's just been stapled to the side of his face. Anyway, sorry, some you, you need to introduce yourself, Lord, don't you? Yeah, you rumble, you rumble some of it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Laura, and I'm drinking a white wine spritzer. Lovely. Summer drinks. It's supposed to be summer. God damn it, it's supposed to be summer. If you drink enough of them, then maybe the summer will come. Yeah. Or you won't care. Either <laughs> I won't way. Care. Yeah. I think it's more than a year. Wake up and it's winter. <laughs> <laughs> so is the spritzer, is it like lemonade with the wine? Is that the spritzer? Yeah, I have, I have lemonade. You can either have like soda water or lemonade, but I prefer lemonade. No, that's fair. Soda water, just, I don't understand the, the, the need for it. No, it's just angry water. <laughs> <laughs> Before we begin, I'd like to give a huge thank you to our Patreons for supporting us and the weird stuff that we do. You are the wind beneath our wings, the candle in the window, and a cold, dark winter's night, and the cheese on my toast. This week, I want to give a special shout out to three of our wonderful Patreons. That's Maggie, Delana Andrews, and Carolyn Hardman. Thanks very much to you all for keeping us off the streets. 
and on the air. We couldn't do this without you. We love you. So, just what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's much like the escape rooms you're used to seeing out in the real world, but this one stretches across all known themes, dimensions, and multiverses. No premise is too silly. No copyright is too precious for us to infringe upon. <laughs> Please don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's infinite, there is no bloody end to it. Every room in the infinite escape room links seamlessly, most of the time, into the next one in one big never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room. This week, it's me, while the others try to solve it. If they don't escape within the allotted time, then very unpleasant things might happen to them. And if they break anything they're not supposed to, they will lose their deposit. Which this week is... And I will leave the deposit open to you two. What do you value? Oh, do you know what? I am I quite like we've we've had an espresso machine. Yeah. Um, and, but, I mean, I like the espresso machine. What I really like is the knocking bucket that we bought to accompany it. What, what's a knocking bucket? Oh, what isn't a knocking bucket? I tell you. Um, so you know, like when you're in the coffee shop, and they've they've done the shot of coffee in the special like handle hopper thing, and they're like, oh, it's time to put the coffee in the bin, and they don't sit there with like a teaspoon like we did for a while, like animals scraping it out. No, they bang it on a dickery do, and the coffee just shoots out, and they're like, bam, clean. Basically, kind of like fist of God, like hammer of Thor, <laughs> smash your um your your coffee hopper uh, basket thing. Uh, with full of horrible, moist coffee grounds, <laughs> smash it onto this so little bar sick. in your rubber bucket, and they just fire out. And then you're like, "Oh, brilliant! I need to wash you anymore. You're nearly clean." That sounds amazing. And yes, that is a very valid deposit. So if you break anything you're not supposed to, you will lose your knocking bucket. Cost eight pounds. We'll have to just get <laughs> a new one. The stakes have never been higher. <laughs> There's be coffee grounds everywhere again. <laughs> yeah, no, that is very much the situation it's saving us from. You will just live in your own filth of coffee grounds in perpetuity. They get everywhere. They get everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we ready? Yes. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time. You were magically sucked into a portal and into a different dimension, inhabiting the bodies of a motley crew of fantasy characters. After besting three tricky trials, you managed to conjure a portal that allowed you to step back into our world. Although step isn't quite the word, probably fell headlong into said portal is a more accurate description. But as you dust yourself off, you realize that your first steps back to the portal aren't that steady. Both of you stumble just a little, and you shrug it off as being classic portal jelly legs, as you are used to. But the feeling doesn't go away. You're swaying back and forth, and as your eyes adjust to the darkness around you, you can see that you're standing on a small wooden boat that's drifting out in the middle of a lake. In the near pitch darkness, all you can make out is what looks like a human shape in the centre of the boat. What would you like to do? Uh, should we have a look at this human shape? As you approach the human shape, you see that it turns out to be the body of a man who looks incredibly dead. He's dressed as a Viking warrior and he wears a full suit of armour and has a shield strapped across his chest oh no are we on a viking burial oh yeah those those famously get quite warm <laughs> and a bit arrowy and then quite wet who knows um okay yeah can we can, can we look around the boat and uh, i guess specifically at the shore and see if there's anybody uh lining up any hot arrows you take a little glance uh off the side of the boat and the it is still very dark, so you can see that there is choppy water all around you. 
Uh, the boat isn't drifting that fast, but you are quite a ways out from any sort of land that you can make out, but it is too dark to really see. Well, it's best to assume that uh, we're going to be arrowed on fire in 30 minutes' time. For now. <laughs> I think it's safe to assume that. It certainly puts the knocking bucket in perspective, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else in the boat? Or is it just us and... You can't really make much of, of where you're going. Every step you take, you sort of stumble and you can't really get your bearings without potentially falling off the boat. Occasionally the moonlight that you get does glint off the odd odd bit, but you can't really make any detail. All you can really see is the outline of that man wearing the armour and the shield. Hmm. Can, can we give, I guess, the man a touchy fondle just to in- investigate? Can you grow up in the dead again, Mike? <laughs> Caressing. It's more respectful. It's the word again that's kind of shocking. <laughs> <laughs> you give him a good old um, respectful fondle and you can feel that he's got sort of very heavy iron plates on his shins and his arms. He's got a almost like a chainmail undershirt. The main part of his chest is is covered with this large shield. And as you get a bit more hands-on towards his, his arms and hands, you do nick yourself a little bit on something sharp, and you feel that he's got sort of a classic Viking helmet, which does not have horns, I will say. Oh. To be historically accurate, they do not have horns, damn it. What do they have then? Is it? You said it was sharp. Is it can openers? or? It's um, just a, like a, almost like a cone of metal with a sort of strip across the nose for protection. A sharp things on his hands. Oh. Do we have anything on our persons that can help, like possibly a torch? Uh, give us a little <laughs> pat down, but there is nothing on your personage that you can see would help you. All you really got is the moonlight that is glinting off the, the armour and the shield. Can we take a look at that shield? Or can we take a feel of that shield, I suppose? Sure. Maybe maybe shine it and into the moonlight and see if we can see anything reflected in it. You do, you, you pick it up. He's not like really attached to him properly, so you pick it up. And as you do, a firework bursts above your head that illuminates the entire of the boat. And with that light, you're able to see that engraved on the shield is some text. I'll paste it into the chat for you. And if one of you could please read it for me, that would be lovely. In life, I was known as Nen, god of seafarers. Now I'm to be given back to the depths where I belong. I commend my head to Tyr, god of battle, that's T-Y-R. I commend my body to Sif, goddess of earth, that's S-I-F. I commend my soul to Wad, that's like wood, but with one less awe. God of feasting. My last request is that I am sent out to the water with a feast fit for the gods. A light in the sky will prepare my soul for Valhalla. And 30 minutes hence, my son shall fire a burning arrow deep into the heart of this barge to burn away my earthly shell. With my axe by my side, I am ready for glory. Valhalla awaits. Okay, well, we were pretty what close. Was, what was the second name? Sorry. Um, oh, by the way, sorry for the listeners. Um, the spelling uh, sort of instructions were from me and not from the shield. I suppose that'd be quite specific. The second name was Sif. So we had Tyr, Sif, and Wad. Tyr was T-Y. T-Y-R. And they were the god of? Battle. Battle. Sif was the goddess of earth and Wad the god of feasting. And Nen was the god of seafarers, yeah? Uh, oh, yes, you're right. And um, was that N-E-N? Oh, yeah. In fact, in life, I was known as Nen, N-E-N, yeah, god of seafarers. Interesting. And the the brightness of that firework that went off above your head uh, does mean you get a good look around the boat. So you can now see the body itself in more detail. And around you, you can also see a feasting table, a set of oars, and a large chest at one end of the boat. And based on what you've read on the shield, you've probably got about 30 minutes, make that 27, before your entire 
environment becomes uh, one flaming, splashy, splashy burn death zone. Yay! What would you like to do? Should we take a look at this chest? Yes. So you uh, go to the, the one end of the boat, uh, toward the front, and there is a large wooden chest at the very end. Uh, it doesn't appear locked, but you can't seem to, to get it open. What's on the feasting table? So the table uh, is a large oak long table on the other end of the boat, and it contains plates of food and fruit as offerings to the dead man, to the gods. There's a wealth of meat, bread, fruit, wine, mead, ale. There are four oak coasters on the table, and there are also some metal tankards that are strewn about on the table itself. Ah, well, the polite thing would be to put the tankards on the coasters. So let's do that. Let's grab the tankards and stick them on the coasters. So when you pick up the tankards, you notice that there are four metal tankards that are rather ornately decorated. Each one smells like it once contained ale or mead or some kind of alcoholic beverage. And underneath each mug is stamped, in English, is the name Nen, Wad, Sif, and Tir. Interesting. Okay, so can we take a look at the coasters? Is there anything on them? Yes, so when you look at the coasters, each coaster is made of this rather lovely oak wood and it's uh, got an ornate icon stamped on it and it's surrounded by Norse runes and I will paste them to you for your first handout of the day. We might have put the correct... Yeah, the correct god on the correct coaster. (laughs) How that old saying goes. I was thinking thinking Jamie was going to say a very ornate cork with a cardboard pattern. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's uh, taking a bite out of one thinking it was a biscuit. Oh, I did that as a kid. I think somebody told me that. The, yeah. <laughs> this is a really horrible oat biscuit. Uh, just pasted those in for you. If someone would like to describe what you are seeing. Ah, okay. So the first one looks like a Viking ship. The second one looks like a horn. The third one looks like some leaves. And the fourth one looks like a sword. So I'd say... Um, Nen is the god of seafarers. If we put Nen's mug or tankard on the boat, mm-hmm. if we put Wad onto the horn, because it's almost like a horn of you drink from, like a drinking vessel type of thing. Yeah. Uh, Sif, the earth god or goddess, wherever it was, can go on the leaves. And then Tyr is battle, so they go on the sword. Yep, that makes okay. sense. You uh, place the four tankards on the coasters, and with all four tankards in place, you hear a quiet click. From the other side of the boat. To the chest. You race to the other side of the boat and and throw open the chest that's now uh, been opened for you. And inside, you find a large, round, wooden disc, uh, which you will now see in the chat, if someone would like to describe that. Sure thing. Okay, so this is a disc which appears to be covered in uh, Norse runes on the outside. And then letters on the inside uh, with a what looks like a, a sort of timer on the very, very inner inside, uh, innermost side of that. It's almost um, like a clock face in some respects, except it has uh, letters coming out from the spokes at um, two levels. Uh, it also, I guess, kind of looks like if you used Countdown to summon the devil, um, <laughs> this looks like the glyph that you would use. Do the runes around the coasters match any of those? Because I can't see the coasters. Ah, okay, that's a good point. So, interesting. Okay, so yeah, they do. So if we look at the coasters and listeners, uh, all of the images in this will also be in the uh, the episode notes. Uh, so each of the coasters has between two and three runes on it by the looks of things. So the coaster for the uh, God of the Sea has uh, 
kind of like a, a line with a strike through for it and then I guess a letter M or a letter W depending on which way around it's supposed to go. Well, they're saying that interestingly we have multiples of some of those runes on the outside of our kind of Viking clock face as it were. Jamie, what do these runes mean? Or is Ruin, that... runes, not ruins. That's what I said. I said ruins. They are of an ancient tongue, Mike. I, 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 I know not what secrets they hold. Hmm, I think Jamie does know. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, I can see that the outside has a mix of the first two coasters. Does it have... Uh, there's one symbol missing, I think, which is... The weird R thing from Tia. Is it the last one from Tia? Yeah, I can't see... There's like a weird R symbol. I can't see that on there. I wonder if there's something we're missing here. Oh, um, no, 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 no doubt about that. <laughs> I, I wonder if we need like another thing... Like if we need like another component to help us um, solve this. Well, there's letters in the middle as well. Yeah. Okay, so just... If we were taking this as like a clock face, at 12 o'clock, going from inside to outside, we've got um, then he, it, be, my, th, ax, th, okay, eh, ad, ih. There's a clock, the little hourglass in the middle. Okay. Is, um, is there anything that we've not looked at? The oars. The Let's go take a look at the oars. So there are two wooden oars on either side of the boat. They are both locked in place with an ancient looking key lock and a chain that's straight across the two so you can't actually maneuver them or or move them in any that would presumably be our way off yeah be finding with, the key with the oars right, is there anything else we're missing we've had a look at the feasting table we've had a look at the chest we've had a look at the oars we've got our chap in the middle we've looked at the shield we've read the poem on the shield was there anything on his chest underneath the shield because we couldn't see that before uh, when you take a good look at his his breastplate, it just seems kind of dented as if he's died in battle. But with the, the firework illuminating the boat um, a lot more, you can see a lot more detail. You can see that he's holding an axe in his right hand, and you can see that, as is customary for uh, many of the dead, he has two gold coins on his eyes. Can we take a look at that axe? Uh, yeah. It's a sturdy axe with a wooden handle and a sharp iron blade, and you run your finger along the edge and you nick yourself very easily. That's such a man thing to do. <laughs> How sharp is this? Ouch. Okay, and can we take a look at the two gold coins? Yes, so the coins are, are quite worn down with age. They appear to be made of solid gold. The coin on the left eye has the letter X on it, and the other has a Viking rune, which is a vertical line with a little triangle in the middle. I believe it is what you refer to, Mike, as the weird R. So the right one is what looks a bit like an R. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Is it the one that's on the is it on the sword one? No, it's a slightly different one. So if you look at the the wheel, looking straight at the top, you've got it's the one, two, third symbol. Oh, I can see. In. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the one that's like a half mast flag. Yes. Um, that's on the right coin, and on the left eye coin is the um the normal letter X. One thing I'm noticing, like, is the K is sideways. All the other letters are the right way up for where they're facing. Look, but the K is sideways. Well. T and the H at about 11 o'clock are upside down. Yeah, but... Oh, but I see what you mean there. They follow everything. The U-M, H-E-I-T-B-E. Oh, the B sideways as well. Oh, no, that's fine. Sorry. That's the, the, they're oh. facing the way the things are going, like, except for the K, it's sideways. Yeah, you could be right. I don't know if that means anything, but I've just noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things of like, is it distinct? Is or the is O it... sideways as well? I think the OK is sideways. Uh, yes, you're right. Whereas everything else is directionally Yeah. correct. So what did we need to do according to the poem again? I just want to quickly refer back to this. So, uh, <clears throat> in my life I was known as Nen, god of seafarers. I'm to be given back to the debts where I belong. I commend my head 
to Tyr, god of battle, my body to Sif, goddess of the earth, my soul to Wad, god of feasting. My last quest is I'm sitting out to the water with a feast fit for the gods, a light in the sky, my soul for Valhalla. Um, so, putting the rune circle aside for a minute, we have a sharp axe, mm-hmm. and he wants his head to go to Tyr, god of battle, body to Sif, goddess of earth, and his soul to Wad, god of feasting. I, I don't think we're supposed to dismember the corpse. Just just a feeling that we're not supposed to dismember the corpse. Um, I don't know. I mean, he commends his head to Tyr. We've got an axe. Yeah, but what, what would his soul be? Um, his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> hack his feet off. Can't physically hack up his soul. I mean, we can hack his souls off, though, couldn't we? True. It depends on how it's spelt, though. Jamie, if I dismember this corpse, will I lose my coffee knocker? You you go to pick up the axe and you aim it for the the corpse's the corpse's feet to try and take his soles off and you hear a clattering from your kitchen as the coffee knocker begins to blink in and out of existence. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> no dismembering the corpses, Michael. I feel I can't believe I had to say this to you, but no dismembering the corpses, Michael. It will be the right answer once. <laughs> that will be the end. It only needs to be once. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm struggling now with to what. Yeah. Um, okay, Jamie, can we beg a clue? You can indeed. So on the tankards, uh, on the bottom of the tankards, you have each of those gods' names written in English. And on the coasters, you have a series of three runes that are different for each coaster. Yep. That's how you would interpret. Okay, hang on. Okay, we can use, we can transpose the gods' names oh, into yeah. runes. I mean, we're making an assumption that the bottom maybe is the right oh, hang on. Let's make up what the runes mean. Yeah, so um, the god of the ocean was Nen, and yeah, but, oh, but, but makes... we put we put the glasses on, we put the tankards on the coasters, and then the thing opened. So did we not put them on the right one? No, no, we did. But I think we can use those English names to con- to work out what these symbols okay, mean yeah. in English. So Nen is line with a dash through yeah. M, line with a dash through. So N is line with a dash through. So we're actually kind of building like a mini alphabet here. Sif is goddess of the earth, so that's the leafy boy. So Sif is the um, the electric pole, the straight line, and the uh, angular S. Wad, god of feasting. It's an upside down, upside down, back to front P. Wasn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like hourglass symbol. An eight to the top one. <laughs> yeah. Um, followed by a cheap camping chair and a golf flag. <laughs> And then that leaves uh, Tear the sword at the bottom. Tear, T-Y-R, not T-I-E-R, uh, which is sort of R. Yeah, so it's like an upside down arrow. Yeah. A music note almost, and an upside down R. So if we use that now to try and crack this, what the letters around the outside are saying, maybe starting at 12 o'clock. Yeah. Then we get... Would it be, would it be an X? Would it be I've got a six, two, sorry, six, nine, two, one, and ten? Hmm. Well, I think it's S I X because the one I has X and the other I, other I has that symbol. So does that, that symbol mean X? Because I got S I something N I N E T W O O N E T E N those letters, which is theoretically six, nine, two, one, ten. Well, you've gotten there ahead of me because I must have mistranslated because I've got fixer nine Ardoon. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yes, that old Norse epic poem. <laughs> makes makes me think, 
I've probably, on the basis that you got numbers and I got Adun, <laughs> um, I think you've probably translated it. <laughs> I could be wrong, but starting from the top with that, like, delineated line is. Yeah, you, you, you're probably right. But then I don't know what the letters in the middle are for. It would be the most epic of coincidences if you translated it to that and it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So what was your so what was it again, Laura? You had six six, nine, two, one, ten. Six, nine, two, one, ten. Okay, so I said it was like a clock face earlier. What if oh. we take those less combinations from the clock face? So six o'clock would be AX. AX. Yep. And nine o'clock would be E H. E H. Uh two o'clock. Would be it. Axe hit, yeah. Ah. One is um. Oh no, sorry, he. He, and then ten is ad. Axe hit head. Ha 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 ha. So let's take the axe to the. Oh, maybe it is. Let's try to Maybe. Oh, I see. Old Jamester hiding behind the coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you went for the feet. I, can I, I feel like I, me and this axe, we've got some other business. Can I, can I pick up the axe and with menace of forethought, stalk towards the head, bring it up over my head carefully, um, <laughs> and then bring it down with the full force of my gangly 12 stone body? It's uncanny. That's almost word for word verbatim what I wrote in the script. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, once again, correctly guesses the weight of a mic. <laughs> From years of practicing at Village Fates. <laughs> ah, guess the weight of the millennial in the jar. He's, uh, he's correctly guessed the weight of the Michael. Always in a jar as well. We put air holes in the <laughs> lid. You don't want to suffocate the poor guy. <laughs> so you raise the axe above your head and fulfilling a lifelong desire to dismember a corpse. With a single Hooray. swift blow, you slam the axe into the warrior's face, taking the jaw clean off. You glance at the wound and you see no bone. No blood, no muscle. The Viking warrior appears to have been a waxwork dummy, but probably one of the shit ones that Madden Tussauds rejected because its eyes were too close together or something. <sighs> not quite dismembering a corpse, but close enough. And protruding out of the gaping hole in the Viking's face is a large iron key. Congratulations, you have found the low key. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Should we take the, uh, the key to the... Can I just can I spend like ten seconds gloating over the fact that you know I said earlier yeah no. it would be a solution one day it was a solution today it was a solution today delicious I'm gonna take a little victory my dear mm. scrumptious yes let's take that key dear and let's open the lock on the oars please if we can so you rush to the locked oars and using the low key you unlock the padlocks and free the oars from their chains. Another firework bursts above the boat as you take your positions on either side and you row like you've never rowed before, which is exactly what happens. Inexperienced as you are in Viking seamanship, you turn the boat in a full circle before almost capsizing it and then getting your bearings and head for the first patch of the coast you can see, faintly lit up by the firework. As the boat drifts toward the shore, you see a bolt of fire arc across the sky and with a loud splash, land exactly where your boat had been just moments before. The boat runs aground and you climb ashore. With legs still a bit wobbly, you stagger further inland until you see a faint pulsating blue light in the distance. You head towards the light and see a tall blue police box with its doors wide open. And as you run the corner, you see yourselves, but several decades older. Oh shit, it's the Viking ship episode, isn't it? We went back too far. 
They offer you a jelly baby. Right, you might want to buckle up, because things are about to get a little complicated. To be continued. Congratulations. Ah, that's such a good ending. You've solved my Viking puzzle. Oh, that's so good. I want to be in the next episode now. <laughs> As my own older self. Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> I'm more bald now, somehow. Do you remember how old you are when you get older, though? Because you forgot how old you were recently. So. Oh, yeah. I can't. I, yeah, I kept on telling people I was 34, and then Laura reminded me I'm actually 34. <laughs> So. That one you makes all the difference as well. It did. It did. I, but I was genuinely upset for like two days because I'd <laughs> forgotten that I was 35, which I guess is like an age thing. <laughs> oh, that was such a good puzzle, Jamie. Uh, well really well done. You, yeah, you had uh, about three and a half minutes to spare. So very nicely done. Flipping egg. When you, um, was tight. When you immediately went to dismember the corpse and you see he'd cut his head off, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> we're only five minutes no. in. <laughs> But, and I didn't I didn't notice that you'd subtly foxed me down to the feet, starting at the feet in my coffee pot. Oh. You sneaky, sneaky. I just thought it was like the least offensive thing to yeah. do was to take a foot. I mean, if you hadn't said that, I'd, I'd, I'd have to uh, either just let you win within five minutes or come up with an extra thing on the fly. Would have been hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, such a beautifully intricate puzzle just destroyed by <laughs> oh a corpse. Hooray! <laughs> oh, and an axe. The, the, cor- um, the corpse definitely dodges your axe plate <laughs> several times. Uh, 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 both tips and <laughs> you missed. Nicely done. And well, yeah, well done for, for translating the runes so quick, Laura. <laughs> and accurately. <Yeah>. Radun! <laughs> well, that's what I got, look. And then that's where I worked it out from. Ah, uh, you see, uh, it's all coming clear now because I'm looking at Laura's notes and she's got quite a lot of them and they're all whole words and make sense and quite neat. <laughs> Whereas mine are unintelligible. I wrote them. <laughs> Thank you so very much for listening. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on all your podcast or streaming services of choice, as well as on our website at www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at Tia underscore podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, and I really hope you did, I'd be very much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, because it's a huge help in getting more people to find out about us. Or if you'd like to throw a few coppers into our hat, then why not join our Patreon? Head on over to patreon.com slash the infinite escape room where you can listen to episodes a week early, get a shout out on the show, listen to the raw chaos in our unedited episodes and get exclusive access to cheeky bonus content, which you'll see once you subscribe. Toss a coin to your caster, oh valley of plenty. (laughs) (laughs) We love you lots and we'll see you next week on the infinite escape room. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.